Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Blessings. I just want to say hi and give a big shout out to all our viewers in Europe, Australia, around the world that are listening to the VOH media. You know, for those of you that are right now uh, in quarantine and staying in your homes, not allowed to go out or do this, we just want to be an encouragement to you that things are changing. God is doing something massive right now. We're seeing here in the United States, and I know as things begin to crumble here, they're going to crumble this false narrative all over the world. And God is opening people's eyes to the truth. I'm here with one of my favorite people, Bianca Garcia, with Latinos for Trump. I won't say Christ again. Latinos for Jesus. <laughs> Latinos for Jesus. I, I love that. We got to coin that one, sister. Mm, we do. But you're such a blessing. Every round, every Thank time you. you're around me, you make me smile. You make me laugh. And... Uh, I know God's going to use you in just an incredible way, but tell me, I mean, you're getting ready to speak here today. Tell me what's on your heart. Well, um, actually, I'm a little nervous because um, I've stepped into a new role, and so normally I run around and mm. I speak on behalf of Latinos for America First, Latinos for Trump, and so I'm coming in in a different Still the same, but in a different role. I'm, I'm pivoting to a new role, and so I'm... Be before we get into that, mm -hmm. what, what made you in your heart decide, I need to go out to the Latino community? I know we talked about this before, but I'd really love for the listeners to hear your heart on this. Why you went out to the Latinos and said, hey, we need to get behind this man? Um, well, first of all, it was God, Second Chronicles 714. Um, I knew that Trump was bigger than just Trump, the man. Mm -hmm. There was something more behind it. And Amen. so um, God really pushed me to go into something I really didn't want to go to. Mm -hmm. And because Trump was really good at messaging, he, he was very forward, uh, very bold. Mm -hmm. He said things that normally no one would ever say, but people were thinking yeah. they weren't politically correct. And, he, and he, he could message. And I knew that I had to take that message. And with everything going on in the country, you know, um, with Obama, and yeah. just seeing a whole new, um, how politics was affecting us in our communities, that's what yeah. got me to start really speaking out, is the concern for our country yeah. and the concern for our communities. And I think that, um, in, in the political realm, our communities have been used and yeah. abused and exploited, and they hold the immigration carrot over their community. And so 
explain that to the people. I know you explained it to me, and and I think it's an excellent uh, awakening idea that they're they're always the Democrats are always holding out that carrot for decades. They've used that. We're gonna. we are going to give you, you know, uh, papers to be here. We're going to give you citizenship. We're going to give you amnesty. And then, the, and it's and it's been a carrot that gets tossed from side to side. So it's like the Democrats throw at the Republicans, the Republicans throw at the Democrats, and then every side, you know, it's like a, a running a football. And then they're like, oh, well, this team didn't want to give you your papers. This team doesn't want to give you your papers. But in the end, neither neither of them really do. Yeah. Because it's a money making business for them. Sure. And so, um, so our people have been really, you know, waiting for these papers, but. The thing is that our, what our Hispanic community did not, did not understand is that they have been voting Democrat for so long because that's who they think is going to give them their papers. Yeah. So they have been voting Democrat. But in, in return for a piece of paper that says, hey, you, you get to come into the promised land, uh-huh. um, they are now casting a ballot or casting their vote to murder babies all yeah. the way up until nine weeks mm-hmm. and after. So you cannot, you're not going to get anything. <laughs> Sorry. And that's sure. what, that was my message. You are not going to get any kind of paper to the promised land because you're, you are responsible and have blood on your hands for the murder of babies. And when I said that to them, it really resonated. And they were like, oh my goodness, we didn't even, because they're so blinded and thinking all they cared about was, Oh, well, I need my paper. I need my paper. I need my paper. You know, they just, yeah. they legal, the, the whole illegal thing sits on their shoulder. Sure. And so that's what was so important to me. And that's why I started to work and, and message out in the Hispanic community. And so. And you're Hispanic. Yes, of course. I mean, I was born and raised here and, and, and yeah. here I am. And I'm, and I'm, as I'm pivoting into a new role and I'm not going to say anything about it just yet at this moment, but as I'm pivoting into this new role, I'm really, I'm, I'm, it's so hard because here I am representing the Latino community and the policies, you yeah. know, that, that Trump put forth about putting America first. Sure. And I'm representing those policies. And then now it's like, God, what do you want me to do? Mm. And, and, and where do I fit in now? Because I've been doing everything you've asked me for five years. And, and so I'm here and, and every time I come and get to speak at, a, at an event like this, Number one, I don't ever prepare. Yeah. So I can't read off a teleprompter. I'm not, I just don't prepare. I say what's in my heart. But I really rely on the Lord. And, and what Amen. I do is I kind of scan the audience and I say, okay, who am I talking to? And God, what is the message you want me to say to them? Mm-hmm. And so I just talk. Yeah. But with this in the back of my mind that I'm going and pivoting into a role and I'm going to announce this new role, mm-hmm. um, I'm going, wait a minute. All of a sudden, it's like, I don't really know what, wait, what, what am I supposed to say now? Because yeah. it's a whole new level and a whole new playing game. And it doesn't really change. No policy is going to change, nothing. But it's now going to be in how do I deliver the message that I've been preaching for so long now, but yeah. from a different point platform. of view and platform. Yeah. And that's what's weighing in my heart right now. And I'm really, it's so noisy in here. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. so noisy. But it sounds good on tape. Well, of course, but but I'm saying like you, when I'm saying for me to really hear from the Lord, it's really noisy in here. And so sure. I'm going, God, you know, what do you want me to say today? Because I really have no idea what mm. I'm going to say today. And um, all of a sudden it's it's just, you know, so I'm, I'm really, I'm like trying to find quiet places to just say, okay, I'm going to prepare, but not, you know, it, it's just, 
I need to prepare right before. So I need to go into a quiet place and say, okay, here I am. I'm going to humble myself before I go into this big stage. And God only knows what's going to come out of my mouth, you know? (laughs) So I'm like, okay, well, just use me because that's what I say. And I'm sure it'll be fine. I'll tell you a little testimony. Okay. I was driving from a meeting down in Florida up through North Carolina. And I stopped at the gas station to get some, you know, fill my car up. And lo and behold, this guy pulls in on a motorcycle in front of me. Big guy, Hell's Angel on his jacket, right? Big, burly, you know, uh, wife beater shirt on and <laughs> the whole thing, right? I'm sitting there, I'm looking at him. And I've got my crew cut and my my little, you know, neck T-shirt on. I, I definitely look like I'm some kind of cop or, you know, <laughs> some kind of yeah. uh, CIA or something, right? <laughs> and... Uh, the Lord says to me, I want you to go over and talk to him. Hmm. And I was like, really? Lord, what do you want me to yeah, say? No, right. And he goes, I got a word for him. Hmm. And I was like, okay, Lord, what's the word? Let's go over there first. Oh my gosh. And so, uh, and I was arguing with the Lord. And you're I, trying to prepare. I know mentally you're like trying to prepare and it's hard. Yeah? Exactly. Yeah. So finally, you know, I just walked over and the Lord gave me the word for this man. And actually it was about his mother. She had passed. Wow. But she was a Christian. She prayed for him. Wow. And literally, this big guy, probably about 400 pounds, 425 pounds, was leaning over the motorcycle, bawling because the word of God was so strong. Wow. And so sometimes we worry about giving that word, Mm -hmm. but. The Lord always makes sure it's just right when He's gonna, when we're going to say it. Yes. So don't worry about that, sister. Amen. 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 Because it, it, He has a way about uh, you know showing us things. So you're here. You're getting ready to speak. Uh, you know, here in a few hours, right? It has this journey for you, Latinos for Trump and. And, and the reawakening movement. Have you seen a change that's not only happened within the movement itself, but obviously in your life because of it? Absolutely. Well, in the last five years, for sure, I've grown closer to the Lord and built my relationship with Him in, in ways that I can't really express or really explain because it's an intimate moment that I have with Him. And I feel like I know he's real. <laughs> That's what's crazy. Is I, it's like, you know, he's real. Amen. He is real. We can't see him, but he is so real. Amen. And he speaks to us all Amen. the time. But most of the time, people are not even listening. They're not paying attention. Mm. And he reaches you in whichever way, whether it's through a person, whether it's by opening up your Bible, whether it's just by, Amen. you know, just throwing yourself on the floor and just crying to him. Amen. Um, it could be in a movie. It could be in a song. Something comes on, you're like, wait, what? What, what, what did I just say? And it, could, it just speaks right at that moment that you're asking a specific question to him and he answers. Amen. So I feel like in this past five years, I'm more in tune with what he's saying. Now, am I real? I mean, I have work to do because yeah. he's been speaking to me that for some reason I kind of had, you know, kind of... Sh- just gone off the rail a little bit. Not that I wasn't listening, but I really wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. So he was still talking to me, but he's saying, hey, I need you to come back into my quiet place Amen. because I need to talk to you. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So now I'm alert. 
It's like, this is a reawakening. You're alert. You get a alert. You're like, okay, feed me, feed me, feed me. Tell me what you need me. Amen. You get back into the zone with Jesus. Amen. And then when you do, it's it's fire. Amen. It's like Amen. fire. Like you feel like you're walking on a platform of fire and you're running so fast. They can't even catch up. They can't even stop you. You, you know, it's funny. No, it's not funny. It's, it's people don't understand. Religious people don't understand. No. Yeah, they don't that really the Lord wants to have that type of relationship mm -hmm. with us but a lot of people do not let him have that relationship with them because they don't know yeah they, 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 they don't want to take the taught. time yeah. well because if you think about it religion has put place themselves in the way the religion exactly. all these titles about who's right who's wrong how do you get to heaven how do you not get to heaven you know what you can and cannot do and it's a man-made laws all yeah. these doctrines and all these religions and I always tell people look Amen to wherever you choose to go fellowship. But if you do not build a relationship with the Lord and are actually talking to him and opening up your Bible and actually really talking to the Lord, then you don't have a relationship. You can sit in that yeah. pew all day long and you can pray seven Hail Marys and 500 Our Fathers. And you can do all these things up and down and kneel down and all this stuff. And there's so many people I've talked to and they're like, I wish God would talk to me like he does to you. Wow. You act like he's like, your neighbor and you can see him across the fence and I'm like I don't see him across the fence I'm he's like next to me like Amen. literally because I take him everywhere and and sometimes I don't hear from him but yeah. I'm I know he's hearing from me because I'm singing to him or I'm just talking to him or I'm crying or I'm frustrated with him or I'm telling him off or I'm negotiating <laughs> with him you know because Amen. that's how I've learned it's a relationship and yeah. so people are like you know and, and I left the Catholic world so you know Catholics are like you can't be saying that you oh you that's disrespectful and I'm like but if he is our creator and he's our father, Amen. just like my my earthly, earthly father, father, okay, I get mad at him. I laugh with him, cry with him, smile with him. I, I mean, yeah. those are, so if I, isn't that the same? But this is a higher father. I mean, this is a, the father. Why can't I talk to him? I mean, if he created me sure. and I'm mad about something, I'm going to go tell him. He's going to know I'm mad. But he knows I'm mad because he created me. So why should I keep it all bottled up and then just run around and then that's not be me? And then it turns into hate or resentment or, you know, mm -hmm. then you turn to all these sins because everything bottled up. bottled up in your heart. So might as well just take it to him. And, you know, and I've learned one thing that if I'm mad or angry and I go in and I'm just like putting it all out there and I'm mad and I'm angry and I'm yelling at him. But afterwards... I just let it all out. And what I do is I fall and I'm just like, wow, that felt better. And I'm so sorry. You know, then I, and then you just, and then the, the, it's like the repentance, but then the grace of him falls upon you because he already knows your heart is hurting. But if you've not poured it out, he can't pour the grace upon you. And then you feel the grace and you feel the peace. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. I feel much better now. And then you go, oh, thank you. You know, and then, and, you just, and I just cry with him. You know, Just cry. What, what religion does is tell, it, religion has told me for years, you can't get close to the Lord and people don't understand this kind of relationship because they don't have it. And it's a shame because the first time the Lord spoke to me, it was like, I wanted everybody to know that the Lord would talk to him. And man, you would have thought people would have been glad and happy, but they weren't. They, You know, the, the attacks and this and that. Oh, you think you're crazy. Yeah. I wanted people to tell me I was crazy when he audibly told me hold pastors accountable. Amen. I was like, somebody please tell me because... There's no way that I heard or no, I heard a voice. In my, I mean, it's it's almost surreal. Yeah. Who believes that? But yet, 
these people, like in the Catholic Church, you know how many people are like hungry, their their uh, anxiety, they're depressed, sure. they're, they're battered women, um, you know, they're they're hurting so bad, and they go to church, and they're just waiting for something, and they There's and they no never hear no answers, and you and their heart, and it's in. in and they have no clue what they're missing. And that hurts me because they're waiting for the miracle and the wonder, but they're sitting in a yeah. four-wall location and they're thinking that they're, the, the answer comes in between those four walls. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. The answers come even in your own house, in your own private place. And if you just literally open the Bible and Amen. you just start asking him, does it, you know, and a lot of people, this is another thing a lot of people don't know. Well, they get overwhelmed. Well, uh, I don't read the Bible because I don't know where to start. Yeah. And so well, now what I tell people, you know. Tell them to come I, see me. I'll get I them brought, going. Well, you too. Oh. Well, you know, to me, it's like all those little babies, right? The little babies <laughs> yeah. that just have no clue because I've been there. I've been there. Sure. So what I've sure. told people is, listen, there's no right or wrong of where you start. So. I suggest, because, you know, a lot of people try to start from the Genesis. They get very bored. They don't understand it, so they just give up. Yep. And I said, no, this is what you do. Whatever's in your heart, talk to the Lord and tell him, I want to hear from you. Can Amen. you answer my question? And then just open the Bible and wherever he, le you know, just, you're going to have two pages. Mm -hmm. Either turn to the left or the right and just pick something and it'll pop out and you'll read it. You know how many people have come back and told me, oh my gosh, I didn't know that worked. And I'm like, it's awesome. Amen. They're like, but he answered me. I'm like, hello, it's awesome. So, it's all in the Bible. So, so most of your life, you've been Catholic, right? Yes. Or all of your life for the most part, right? For the most part, yeah, except the last five years. Last five years. What, what brought this change that all of a sudden the Lord started speaking to you? What, what, I think this is a very important thing for a lot of people to understand what what happened that you decide all of a sudden that the Lord began to meet you. I think he always was trying to reach out, but he kept sending these women that had like, come to our Bible study. And that, you know, they're all happy and they're the, you know, Southern Baptist women and they want, yeah. you know, he's trying to send all kinds of people at me. And and I get I get offended. I'm like, I'm I'm you know, I have a Bible. I, I know, you know, like I get sure. offended, like they were offending my religion because I'm in a religion mindset. Yeah. So I get offended. And then, so he's sending these women and finally one little, small, little mouse like voice comes and she was in a very, you know, dark place. And, and, mm. and literally I was in a place where the Lord, I thought I was sitting on top of the world. I had, I had, you know, not that I don't have everything, but you know, you just kind of get in that mindset, like me, me, me. And I, 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 and I did this and I did this and I did this. And then Lord started to take things away from me. And he literally pulled the rug right out under me. And I had wow. nowhere else to look. Nowhere. Nowhere. Amen. I kept thinking, I have two children. My husband's working so hard. He's got three extra jobs. And I'm thinking, we don't got nowhere to turn. Mm. And I and this little quiet voice came. And she's like, well, you got a Bible study with me? And I was like, what? Got a Bible study with me? And I'm like, at this point, I was so desperate. I was like, I was like, did you say Bible study? At this point, I didn't care where it was a Bible study. I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. <laughs> Not knowing that I was going to walk into a Beth Moore at the time for women, you know. I'm Remember, you're you're in a mindset, so you you walk in and she's talking about James. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, Jesus had a brother? What? Because <laughs> in the Catholics, they don't, it's Jesus alone. Like, yeah. there's no one around him, right? It's like the Virgin Mary and Jesus. And I'm yeah. like... Uh, the, uh, what? I'm very confused right now. Jesus has a brother? I'm, what? And so they're like, he had siblings. And I'm going, what? 
So that's how he started to work with me. So I literally, the first time I go through there, I go through that first Bible study and I literally felt like I walked with my tail between my legs and I went home and I cried to him. I asked him, please forgive me because I thought I knew everything and I knew nothing. I said I could be degreed. I have three degrees. I know nothing. I know nothing. Yeah. He, He literally... Because he called me out, called me out, called me out, and I refused to even listen or even try. Mm. That I, he literally said, I'm gonna just have to pull everything from under you where you will have nowhere else to go Amen. but to me. And Amen. he did. And when he did, I was so alert and I was awake. And I went in and I was like, I was, I was like literally the everything that was coming out of that Bethmore James, I was soaking it in, and it was every single week that I went. There was a message for me. And I and even my friends that were sitting next to me, they would move their chairs. So they're like, oh, girl, uh-uh. Because they knew, they knew my, my issues or what I was dealing with. And yeah. they were like, girl. And I'm like, oh. I was like, oh, my God. What, is there like lightning fixing a hit or something? Because I've been, you know. But it was amazing. Amen. Because then I had to ask for that forgiveness because you think you know. Amen. Because we live in, a, in the flesh. And when you live in the flesh, the mind is you're in a flesh world. And so you only think flesh and you only think about, okay, you know, things in reality here, but you don't think reality in a spiritual realm. But man, when he opens up that spiritual realm, it's a whole other level. Amen. And that's the thing, you know. Want to get plugged into the voice of healing? Stream hours of VOH content on any device from home or on the go. Get access to all the teachings and programs that The Voice of Healing is streaming worldwide and be an integral part of what the Lord is doing in the greatest harvest of souls that the world has ever seen. Sign up today by heading to voh.church watch. What you're saying is so precious because people don't realize that the Lord wants to have that kind of relationship with us. He wants to talk to us. He wants to be a dad to us. He wants to be a brother to us. You and know, he's whatever jealous. we need. He's, he's such jealous a jealous God. Amen. Oh my gosh, he's so jealous. He loves our time. Absolutely. He loves our time. Yes, he is. He is, I mean, you know, and what's crazy is in my journey, I say it's crazy, but I really relate more to the First Testament. You know, yeah. this whole touchy-feely Jesus you know, oh, he's so yeah. loving and Jesus is loving. No, no, you can't say that. Jesus is loving. I'm like, I love the first testament. I'm like, yeah, God, fire. <laughs> like, come on, God, fire. Look, they're being bad. Like, get them, you know? So I'm like, ooh, there's a wrath of God. You know, I was like, ooh, God was a punisher. Yeah. So I'm like, wow. Well, he was in the New Testament too, Bianca, because remember, he, Peter told Sapphira and Ananias, they had lied to the Holy Spirit and they dropped dead. And so to me, I always tell people, where, why didn't Sapphira and Ananias get grace? Why did the Lord judge them immediately, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think what's coming, we got to wake up to that mm-hmm. because you're right. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Lord's bringing us to this type of relationship that you're talking about mm-hmm. with him. Amen. Well, you know, this whole COVID thing, I, I know it's it's from the enemy. And, yeah. uh, and my husband, I've had to, you know, coach him and tell him, no, 
just no to this, no to that, no to this, no to this matter. He's like, but I'm a police officer and they're telling us. I'm like, I don't care what they tell you. You will quit your job. You are not going to inject yourself. We're not going to inject our kids. And now after I have said over and over and over now, he's like, he's coming home and he's like, hey, these guys that are in my department, like they, they, they're in the hospital with heart problems. And so I said now, and now people are dropping dead you know, like elderly people. Yep. And I'm like, and my first question is, do you know if they were vaccinated? And I hate to say that. And he's yeah. like, I don't know, but I think so. And the, they're, the it's, they're falling. Out, yeah. They're falling. And I'm like. I, I was just talking to doc, Dr. We Peter try McCullough. We to warn people. I was just talking to Dr. Peter McCullough, who, who's a virologist. The, the guy's, he was just on uh, Tuckerson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's telling us that there's more people dying from this. Blood clots are forming. People, it's crazy what's happening. And nobody is willing to stand up and start fighting for, you know, the, for, for, for the information mm-hmm. to stand up and say, this is really happening. Mm-hmm. This, isn't, this isn't false news anymore. Mm-hmm. This is gonna, I be, I, people need to be held accountable. Yeah. I'll just say that. I, I, well, that's why I'm telling you the First Testament's exciting because I'm like, ooh, accountability. You know, I am almost get excited about it. Not that I'm like some evil person, but I'm like, God, there's so much evil in the world. Can you just yeah. zap them all? Like zap them. Like, you know, the miracle and the wonders. People always want to see the healings and the wonders. And I'm like, okay, well, that's holding pastors, pastors accountable. Where are you, why are you closing your church instead of going and laying hands and casting out the name of Jesus Amen. Christ? You know, where is that? Where are the miracles? You all want to sit there in your pulpits and preach about God and the healing and he walked and he did this. And I was like, and what, he can't do it now? But where is it at? Yeah. He can't do it now? Exactly. I mean, like, only in a book? Yeah. I mean, no, 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 he left right, us with the Holy sister. Spirit. He left yeah. us with the Holy Spirit. We are the Spirit. We are the fire. We are the, we well, can do whatever he left us. He said, I, my people will, go, you will go and do more than I. Exactly. And, and I'm like, okay, well, where are the eyes? Hello? <laughs> like, and so I'm, I'm waiting. I'm it, like, it's, it's exciting times. Not only did he say, you will do greater things than I, but he also said, I have to go to send the greater one. Mm. And, and we think how great Jesus is. And Jesus said, the greater one's coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, where's the greater one mm-hmm. here? You know, Because I mean, it's crazy. You start talking about miracles and signs and people get mad at you. Yeah. Christians, it's like, yeah, they do. What, they what, do. Are you, what are you so mad about? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah. we, we see a miracle at our church. Okay, good. I I'm mean, like, Jesus well, is everywhere. Yeah, and like, what are you getting mad about? <laughs> You should be if, it, chill, if they don't want chill. miracles and wonders, then zap them. I'm like, you know, zap them, God. <laughs> I'm like, they're evil anyway, it, it, so you you deal with them. Anger is not of the spirit of yeah, God. So. I know. <laughs> right. I know, but I, I feel like I just, you know, I'm waiting. I, I feel like maybe that's, look, it's what happened to me. He had sure. to pull the rug out of under my feet to get me to humble myself, okay? So I'm sorry, but that's why I relate to the First Testament because I'm waiting for him to pull the rug out of people and they just, like, just people just... Drop dead, like Amen. die, and and it's, and and everybody because is that what it's going to take for them to go? What is happening? Oh my God, what have we done? And then for them to go humble themselves, like he says yeah. in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. When are they going to do that? So I'm like, okay, if you don't want the miracles and wonders, then let's go back to the First Testament. Let's zap everybody, do something so crazy where they have nowhere else to turn yep. but to you. The fear of the Lord mm-hmm. is the beginning of wisdom. Yes, meaning. We have to have a healthy respect for the Lord before he'll start teaching us anything. Mm-hmm. 
as long as we got, and I see it all, this frivolous Jesus. Mm -hmm. He just loves, you know, I feel like I'm at a hippie uh, concert, you know. In the 1960s. Yeah, in the 1960s. I'm I'm at the... uh, Peace, love, and... What was that big one back in the the 60s? The uh, Woodstock? I call them the candy cane Christians. They go, oh, he's so peaceful and loving and mercy. And I'm like, and he is. But the butterfly Christianity. Yes. Yeah, but a lot of these people have no reverence. Yeah. To the things of God. Yes. And one of the things he taught me, and I have visitations, the Lord is taking me to heaven and everything, right? Amazing. Without dying, believe it yeah. or not. And and I love it. all those things, I'm like, why is I, I was in a meeting in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. And there was about three or four women standing there, and this guy needed a healing, right? And these women are going, Jesus, heal him. You can do it. And I felt like I was watching a bunch of cheerleaders for Jesus, right? <laughs> and I was like, he doesn't move based upon you yeah, telling yeah. him he can do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He created the whole universe. He can yeah. surely heal this person, right? The yeah. issue is where's your faith? Yes. The yes. Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing yes. by the word of God. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I love talking about the Lord, sister. And I, and I love talking I to you because... I know. You and I always talk about the Lord first. I know. Amen. Exactly. So you have a big announcement today. I'm going to pull it out of you because we're almost out of time. Okay. And I want to be the first <laughs> to hear this announcement, even though we'll get it out later. Yeah. But uh, you told me a little secret today. Yes. You said it was very exciting. Yes. And what was your secret that you told me? Well, the Lord has been pressing on me, and I, you know, um, I know I have a role in government. I know I have to walk with authority. I know I've been anointed and appointed, and I have the anointing of Deborah. So Deborah is a judge, and she walks in in governmental role. And so, um, you know, I I thought for the past year, he was convicting me about running for office. And then I thought, okay. And then I kind of made a joke about it. And I said, well, if Beto runs, I'll go and throw my name in as lieutenant governor and follow Beto around the state. And then, um, you know, and then I said, no, it's not ready because I'm really, I'm, I feel like I'm at a real great time with Latinos for Trump and Latinos for America First because we, have, if you look at the numbers that are coming out for the Hispanic community, they're leaving the Democrat Party. Yeah. And so that's that, that, the ground that, that, of our work. These are, right five, yeah. these are five years of work. It, it wasn't yeah. going to happen just overnight. You know, these Amen. politicians that come, they're like, oh, we're running for office. And then they just think people are going to jump on your bandwagon. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So it's, it's five, five uh, years of work. And so now it's like, I said, well, I'll wait for 2024. Mm-hmm. But then there's just so many, the Lord's been like on me and on me and on me. And then he pressed me and the timeline was coming up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, yes, no, no, it's too much. Like, I'm just going back and forth. But anyway, this whole, like literally in the last two days, it went by so fast, mm-hmm. so fast. I found myself filing paperwork, opening up a bank account. Yeah. I didn't even have a website. I found myself saying it out loud. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is happening. But I have announced that I'm running for the Texas um, Texas Senate District Twenty or District Eleven. Amen. So that's where I live. It opened up. The senator, current senator, is not seeking re-election. Amen. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, stepping into a whole role. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, listen, I know how to go and speak on behalf of the Hispanic community, but now mm. what I do? <laughs> Amen. I'm like, oh. So well, sister, you're gonna yes. win. I know I am. No, I know you are too. Yeah. <laughs> I know I am. But I also oh, know. Yeah. It's the first step to a much higher platform yes, that the Lord is going to open to you. No, yes. I, I've been praying about this oh, since you told me. Oh goodness! Oh. And 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 there's greater things coming, but this is going to be the platform that you're going to step onto first, and after this is going to be greater, much greater platforms. Amen. What's his? 
It's not really mine. He's told me it's mine, but it's his. It's really his. But I know how to represent him now because that's what I've done. I've like given myself to him. Amen. He's everything. And he asked me, he said, am I worth it? Amen. And I was like, well, what? Are, I mean, come on, God ask you, are you worth it? You, what do you go? Uh, hold on. Let me think about that. Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. Are you worth it? I mean, there's. Amen. you shouldn't have a, a doubt. I was like, well, of course you're worth it. And then you're like, wait, what, what, worth, hold on, what are you asking me to do? What am I signing up for, you know? But at the end of the day, if he's really worth it, then he's worth it, period. Win, lose, doesn't matter. But I'm like, Amen. hey, I knew as soon as I declared it, I said, man, I'm coming in for the harvest. I'm reaping them all in. I got one, Democrats, Independents, Republicans, I don't care what you are, homeless, I don't care what you are, I'm reaping in the harvest. That's Amen. what's gonna win the seat. I'm gonna reap in the harvest, I'm gonna advance the kingdom and I'm on fire and that's where I'm moving. I don't care about nothing else. I'm like, and you know what, God, you're just gonna take me and people are gonna look at me and go, but how in the world she went against the establishment of the RNC and I'm gonna say, because the Lord is here and he's gonna use me Amen. and I'm gonna speak it and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna govern like a righteous, bold leader. Amen. And I know the Lord's bringing you into the His government, His law, and I believe God's going to use you to reestablish that back Amen. in our courts Amen. and back in our nation. Amen. I believe that the Lord Amen. is 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 putting that around you right now for this next season of your life, sister. I I don't think you realize what the Lord is going to do and how big it's going to be, but it's going to be a big blessing for all of us. Thank you, Jesus. And Amen. And we're we're coming with you. Amen. We're, we're, I'm gonna need your church. Listen, now you relocated. <laughs> I keep saying this, like you were brought to Houston and Amen. you didn't even know why. Just for Bianca. You were well. I'm, I'm sure getting on the Bianca listen, train. <laughs> you're. It's for much more than that. But let me tell you something. I'm a start. I'm a. I'm a Amen. fire starter, and I'm gonna break down some walls. And this is where it's coming from. And you've Amen. been relocated, but not to help me win. You're here to train me. You're here to educate me and train me because I can't go to the next level unless I get someone like you that gives me that wisdom from the Lord and tells me, okay, this is where you got to navigate me so that I know where to go now. And I need that wisdom. So I'm like, oh, you've been moved to Houston because he's here to train me, isn't he, God? I'm like, I got it. And now, so I'm happy. You know what's crazy? It's funny you're saying this because I'm thinking about all the politicians that are starting to come, talking to me about coming to our church. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this must be the reason the Lord, Lord, you want me to start training in, yes. in, in government. God's government. Government, yes, God's government. God's government, because it supersedes our government, amen. But you and but, I, you but, and but you I together. you got to do me a favor. Yes. you got to lay hands on Nancy Pelosi and oh, say, good. come out in the name of Jesus. Do you? How do you know I was planning on doing that? Oh, I knew, sister, I know you. Hallelujah. <laughs> So, so I've been, I'm on the, I'm on our J6 committee. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of playing around, you know, they've been mm -hmm. trying to get me to go up there. And I said, I got a plan. I know why God sent me to those steps. And I, I was not at the Capitol when everything broke down, but early that morning, I went in front of the Supreme Court and we did like a little swearing in of a grand jury mm -hmm. or whatever. And, and, but I was not there because of that. I was there because God said, go call down my, my army of heaven. So I didn't know what I was doing. So I went to go and then all the chaos broke and we saw it on TV and I'm like, that doesn't look like the army of heaven. Like, why would you tell me to go over there? And the, that's not the army of heaven. And I thought, this doesn't make any sense. But yeah. now we're a year later and there's a lot of things going on. And I'm like, that's why you had me call the army of heaven because we got abortion up right now. We got my civil rights case right now. So you had the army of heaven come down in preparation, but mm. it's your timing and your yours. I was like, wow, no one, only you. Only you can do this. If you can create the, the, or the earth in seven days, only you could do this. You, you've, you are the master, a strategic master. And I just think to myself and I'm like, wow, but I'll tell you, you and I together, I know that with your church, 
we're going to wake up. You're going to come in with a message because not only is just my community going to vote me in, the church will be held accountable. The pastors that I already have been leading in in the Houston area, they will be held accountable. I am their first step. I'm their test. It's like church, if you're not out there working this territory and regaining it for my glory, you will be zapped. But this is where he's going to use me. So your voice and your authority is going to put the you-know-what into those pastors, <laughs> and they're going to be like, it's up to us now. This is it. Well, in reality, I, and I've just been saying it all day. I've had so many people come to me and say, why isn't there a separation between church and state? And I said, there, there was never a separation where the church was not supposed to be in politics. Mm-hmm. It, it never was that way. It was supposed to be politics. Mm-hmm. The, the leaders were supposed to keep their nose out of the church. Mm-hmm. So, but the church was to they, they run the it. government. They yeah, it's it. been reversed. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's a lie, sister. And now the church, I, I believe there's pastors waking up, but, you know, this country was founded, the first shots of the, 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 the the War of Independence mm-hmm. were fired by pastors. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. They were. They, they established this country. By a Christian. Yes, yes. Our Constitution yes. was written by pastors, yes, really, it was. when you it, get into were, it. Yes, when you go back and study, they were all, yes, pastors. They were, they were the framers of our yes, of, of they this were. democracy. God bless them. And that's why these people hate yes. Christians. Yes, of course. And they well, want it out. But I'm sorry. It's ours. Yeah, We're I know. not giving it away. I know exactly. Well, I I do have I do have. I think the Lord has already said is that you know I, I'm I'm waiting for them to call me. I want to go to the committee. I'm I'm so I'm like oh my and it's on. It's game on. I'm bringing in the court of heaven into that committee. I'm like yes because the first thing I'm like you want to question me. You want to talk to me about J six. You want to talk about my involvement. You want to question me. I'm here right now. But let me tell you. But before you question me, we're coming into the courts of heaven right now. And let me tell you something. I'm gonna zap every single one of them. I'm gonna cast every single principality, any Jezebel any spirits, any evil spirits, demonic spirits, you will be cast down in the name of Jesus Christ right here in this capital, right here, you are gone. I'm going to declare it. I'm going to say, you better repent. Repent now for what you've done. If you think you're doing the righteous thing, but repent first and then... And then if you feel that there needs to be justice, you better repent first and hear from the Lord before you do continue with this J6 committee. And yeah. if you do, do do it the right and justice, justice or righteous way, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. And then I'm, I'm like, listen, you're probably going to be there with me because I'm going to bring a whole bunch of pastors that no one <laughs> understand the courts of heaven. Amen. Okay. And so while I'm speaking, y'all going to be throwing out scripture. I said, I'm going to be like, scripture, there you go. Come on, come on, everybody. This is a, this is a great event here. I, it's like, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking for, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid. No. That's the thing. I'm not afraid of these people. I'm like, call me, call me. Dare I dare you call me. I'm like, dare. I'm like, hello. I'm like trying to post. I'm like, I can't wait to go and testify. Well, I want to well, testify. Why are people so afraid to, to exercise the, because, their relationship with Christ? You know, we, we have a young girl in our church right now. She just went to college first year. And, and literally, she was healed within the ministry, right? She went through an abusive a relationship in her, in, her, in her home. And God just transformed this girl. She'll sit in class, and she said, she goes, man of God, pastor, you won't believe this. The Lord started speaking to me in class. I said, really? I said, about what? So the Lord told me there was somebody there with a heart problem. The Lord started telling me there was somebody there with a knee problem and this and that. Wow. And people Praise would, these, these college kids mm-hmm. would say, that's me. Mm-hmm. And she'd pray for them and they would be like, oh my God, my knee's healed. And so she, she said, there's somebody here with a heart problem 
and but nobody came up and she walked outside the door. There's a girl waiting for her out there. And she goes, what do you mean a heart problem? She goes, well, the Lord told me that there was somebody here with a heart problem. She goes, I'm going to the hospital today. I'm going to the doctors today because I've had a heart murmur and they don't know why it is. And I'm afraid. And, and I, I didn't want to say it in front of everybody in the school. She goes, well, we need to pray. And she goes, okay, let's pray. So she prays, goes to the doctor. She's healed. She's healed. The girl was healed, wow. right? Wow. Witches started coming up to her. So, you know, the last time somebody brought religion in here, she goes, I'm not bringing religion. I'm bringing Jesus. So she goes, <laughs> she asked me, she goes, what, what do I need to do when these witches come? I said, tell them Jesus loves you. They're usually hurt. Things have happened to them. And now these girls are crying, breaking down. Wow. And telling her, you wow. know, maybe I do need Jesus because I'm miserable with my life. Yes. See, the Lord has yes. given us the authority, yes. the power, yes. the yes. anointing yes. to Amen. break the yokes. Ooh, yes. And it's time that the church gets out of the four walls, yes. Yes. out of their little nanny yes. houses, yep. and gets in the streets and talk yes. and starts talking Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. I love it. The reawakening is here. The greatest revival you will ever see. I love it. I'm excited. Well, I you thank you so much. I thank it, you so much for oh, giving yeah, me a platform, yeah. talking to me. I just thank you. I thank you, you for, who I feel the, blessed. You know who announced the, the, the reawakening first? Who? Jesus. <laughs> the scripture says the virgins were all asleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so wake up, the bridegroom is coming. Yes. So this is the great awakening. I love it. Amen. I love it. Hallelujah, sister. We're praying for you. Thank you. And I know, hallelujah, we're all going to be going to the White. We're going to be going to the White House. Watch. Yeah, we are. We hallelujah. Are. Yep. So I just want to thank all the listeners, uh, listeners out there. Amen. It has been a pleasure to be with Bianca Garcia, uh, Latinos for Trump, Latinos for Jesus. This, this sister is a blessing every time I'm around her. I, I just feel like I'm with family. Yes. I know you're really Italian deep down inside. Uh, actually, or maybe uh, I'm a little more Hispanic yeah, yeah. deep down inside, right? <laughs> Well, the Lord, I don't know. The Lord says I do have some Jewish in me. So, you know, that's that's what he says. So, yeah. But, but Jesus yeah, it's, was a and Jew. Just, just to let your audience know, because then they're going to go look for me and be like, Bianca, Bianca Gracia is actually, no, Bianca Gracia is my married name. Bianca mm. Garcia is my maiden name. So I, I went from Garcia to Gracia. So I'm Bianca Gracia now. And my um, people can go and find me at BiancaForTexas.com. Amen. Yeah, let's. Yeah, how can they get in touch with you one more time? BiancaForTexas.com. Hallelujah. And they can find me on any social media on Bianca for Texas. So let's get the word out and let's get to raise up the finances to help this woman of God. I promise you, you know, if you're a Christian, you're out there in this state, we need to put more people in office that have this type of heart. This is, this is the founders of our country. She has the heart of those people that fought for this land and fought for democracy and fought for Jesus and we need to get back, hallelujah, to that type of mandate within our communities. Just want to thank all of you out there uh, from the voice of healing. Please, if you need any more information about this woman of God, send it to us. Send us an email. Contact us. Text us. Call us. Just get on our website, uh, voh.church, and we will get in contact with her for you. May God bless you. We'll talk to you in the next show. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps the Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. 
Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or send us an email at radio at voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petrone.